The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. still remember how that music used to make me smile and I knew if I had my chance that I could make those people dance and maybe they'd be happy for a while but February made me shiver with every paper I deliver bad news on the doorstep I couldn't take one more step And I can't remember if I cried when I read about his widowed bride. But something, it touched me deep inside the day the music died. (laughs) And that's been the musical stylings of the bull. Thanks so much for tuning in to KYTWFM 85 with the bull and the wolf. WKRP in Cincinnati. I love how your version is like classy and mine's like some douchey no, Chad I, I, bro. No, no <laughs> it, you know, when I was growing up in, in uh, Michigan, I was living off uh, uh, U.S. Interstate 131, mm-hmm. and there was a a track, you know, a, a race car track not too far away from us, mm-hmm. and the commercials would come on. U.S. 131 Dragway, come now, now, now. Friday, oh. Friday, Friday, Friday. Ex- that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah, what was what was the decision back then on the echoes? It was they just was I well that was there was no special effects. That was a special effect, you know. <laughs> get, get in there, and go no, no, no. Well, what's interesting on that note? Um, when I went to that uh, music academy for that like month long class oh, yeah, that I took, yeah. they explained how they did that. So now we have things within the computer and within systems that do it automatically. They modulate and do they modulate the sound and they do that type of mm-hmm, thing. So you've got like mm-hmm. reverb and echo. And tape and chorus and all that stuff, and they have different sounds. Before, what they would do is they'd run the tape through the, um, whatever, the recording. Synthesizer or something. Well, the synthesizer would make the sound, but they'd run it back through the, the loop of the recording and then play it backwards simultaneously. To match it all up. And it would match up, yeah. It's very weird. You know, if you look back on the way those things used to happen, it was, I mean, it was complex and technical. Yeah. And boards everywhere and switches. And oh, they still have on. that. They still have it for the, you know, high audio files and mm-hmm. things like that. Of course, ma- most everything we listen to is compressed audio data anyway, and is probably as tinny as humanly possible for the most part if you want to put them in yeah. earbuds and things like that. Yeah. Um, there's a specific, during that course I took, there's a specific um, test that, and I think I mentioned it with you, where they say that you should play it. A certain decibel level, right? Well, you should play it in a certain decibel level, and then those monitors that we have in here, additionally, next to the computer, I should also have probably two smaller computer monitors and then a USB port to put into the car because they're different sounds. Phase for two, different, phase yeah. three. Yeah, phase the car three. test yeah. is like the, the end of the goal. If it sounds mm-hmm. good in a the car, then it's mastered well. Yeah, because so. for the most part, 
I don't know about you, but when I listen to podcasts, it's it's either when I'm exercising, which is not as frequent as it needs to be these days. Thank you very much. Standing on your mountain. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. When you're up there, you know, kind of glistening in the distance, it's that's not really exercise. After has flying down and up the hills, that's that's why you glisten. Has but the anyway, mountain gotten but taller? But it's either that or the car, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, did I say mountain or did, it's my hill? My hill with my metal. Of course, it depends. If you're a bull elephant, a bull shark. Bullshit, uh, you know, it depends. We didn't really, we didn't. You did the bull elephant, it was bull elephant last, last time. It could be. Have a, we done a bull shark? I don't think so. We'll do a bull shark. So, in, fits and of the, course, that that does. Kind of fits so, in. el toro, el tiburon, okay. right? The bull shark. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's very good. That's for my, of course, would it, would it my, be, for my Spanglish speaking friends, that is. Would it be el toro tiburon? Uh, I'm not sure if that's the right sequence. Mm. You know, I, I can never get that right because yeah. it's backward from, from what crazy weird English. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, English is. And we did that. Remember, we did the whole etymology, yeah. yeah, or entomology, depending if you're talking to insect insects <laughs> or not, right? <laughs> hey, ants, what is what right. is diverticulitis? <laughs> that's all. You, you know what? I've pronounced that wrong for most of my life. It's not really? diverticulitis. Oh, shit. It's diverticulitis. Did I say it right? Because you said diverticulitis, which is the same way I've said it oh. almost my whole life until I got the damn stuff. Mm. And then the doctor said, yeah, you have diverticulitis. And I said, that makes sense. Divert. Divert. And we're not going to explain that today. No. Uh, the no. throngs of listeners just hanging on our every unusual word. But we've got other unusual words to get to, don't we, today, Wolfie? How are you doing, by the way, Wolf? I'm good. Because we're, we're over a score now. Yeah. And still nobody knows who we are. Yeah. I mean, do we want to just keep it a secret? We can I do. think we should. We'll just keep I, it think a secret. They, I think people should guess from the Instagram, Instagram yeah. reels and things that, says that are our going name. on. That says our name. Does it, does it really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> a secret. I just think it's... Here's so the thing. We could like, run a contest. Well, it'd be weird to be We could like, run a contest well, to yeah. see if who knows who, which one's which. Well, that would be a really small-based contest. And what are we going to give away? What? what uh, a high five? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing more than a million. A free okay. episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, a million of our new uh, um, cryptocurrency that we're about ready to come out with. Well, bull, bull coin. Bull, bull. <laughs> <laughs> bull coin. It's the hottest thing, dude. We've got so many well, there, Instagram influencers on we've it. We've already got Dogecoin, which is a. Which well, there's is so a, many. The dog. There's right? so many. There's like a, so, so many shit. What coins. would you do? A wolf and bull? A wolf and bull? I mean, I don't know. You can I'm think of sure. something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Bull, bull coin probably sounds about right because all the shit coins, Dogecoin being under that category of shit coins, are all total bullshit. Well, you know that. Uh, which which uh, country is allowing Bitcoin as its currency now? That, that happened started today. Was it Bolivia? I think. It, yeah, it, and, that sounds and, right. Uh, immediately, Bitcoin dropped eleven percent today. Why would that you? announcement? Right? <laughs> Why would you? Oh, thank God, Bolivia did that. <laughs> yeah, the... but you know, they—I think they gave away like, like three hundred equivalents of three hundred dollars of the Bitcoin to like a ton of citizens to do that. That's what I heard, but who knows? It's all anecdotal. And I, but as we said in previous podcasts, whatever I heard that I think I believe, I can decide to believe. And since we live in a world today that we believe what we believe, and it's all truth. It's my truth. Then I'll believe it. That makes sense? No. Uh, no, really. It doesn't make sense okay. at all. Welcome to the Wolf and Bull podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Before we jump into You always episode, know when he's done with his... Uh, his, his, his <laughs> well, suddenly. No, I've got to welcome people. That's I right. Mean, you do. You know, I'm glad welcome, you do. Welcome. You're a very welcoming person. A moment of silence for all those that have stumbled upon this podcast. 
Now, just as a quick reminder before we jump in, because this is a long one, guys. I mean, last episode was pretty long. This one might be a little bit longer. Um, if you like what you hear and you think the Wolf and Bull family should grow, give us a like. Follow us on Instagram. And, you know, if you're feeling really nice, you know, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You might get a handwritten note with a lipstick kiss no, on it. No, with a paw print. Uh, or a, a hoof paw print, depending. Both, all three. Depends on, on who it. you're being like nice to with the note. Yeah, yeah. We just send out little love notes to our followers. Giant hoof print and giant paw. And then the lipstick. The lipstick kiss. I'll let you do the lipstick yeah, that's kiss. Fine. That's, that's fine. That's okay. fine. Been working on my, 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 my buffalo bill. Have you been, have you been puckering <laughs> a lot? God. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I guess that I guess that's the intro. Thanks for thanks for and tuning in. And we're done. I guess yeah. it wasn't that long. <laughs> Episode 21. Uh, so today... Uh, we're gonna have to get into the news. Um, I picked one thing. see, I use that when I record. By the way, to, if you haven't noticed, to overlay. Yes, I, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the signal. Everything. I'm very noticeable. That's I mean, the signal. Noticeable? Yeah. No, both. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hate the news so much. I love the news <sighs> because it's not all news. you have to do is say like three words, and we're off galloping toward whatever nonsense. Yeah, but it's because not it's news. all nonsense. It's not news anymore, though. It's not news. It's old. That was really good. That was really, really good. That was your your yeah, game. You were at the top of your is, game. If this is the top of my game, we've got a lot of trouble. Well, ahead. your game is better than CNN because apparently yeah, they continue sure. to outdo themselves. Uh, on Saturday, CNN Enterprise writer John Blake argued that whiteness was elastic and that as the population became more diverse, <laughs> white supremacy would adapt because being white could expand to incorporate new members. I think greenness has always been elastic because that's the color of Gumby. I, I barely remember Gumby. I saw You don't one, remember I saw one episode <laughs> well, as a child. You don't remember Gumby's horse? I do remember the horse. Ooh. I don't remember the name though. Um, uh, ooh, I should. Do you remember remember uh um like the Gumby version on uh, SNL? No. Bill, Mr. Bill, Mr. Bill. No. Oh no! Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. I got Towley. To... I remember Towley from South Park. That's the same kind of voice that he made. See, South Park. Want to get high, Towley? <laughs> South Park's after my time, though. It's yeah. very humorous. It is very funny. It's predictive as well. Speaking of funny, though, <laughs> Robert Blake is apparently humorous, isn't he? Oh, Jim, John have, Blake. He's got some. <laughs> John Blake? Robert, yeah, Robert is, Blake. Robert Blake was the guy. Robert you know, Blake Robert, was his dad. No, you don't remember who Robert Blake is? <laughs> he had a TV show with a, uh, he is like, a de- <coughs> is a detective or something. Mm-hmm. And he had a parakeet. Oh. Robert Blake. Didn't oh, he kill someone? No. Or I, I kill- know what you're talking about. I've never seen it, but I, I understand your yeah. reference, the parrot on the shoulder thing. Yeah. Well, um, but I've already had four references that are older you gotta than update. the wolf. We've got to Gotta update Damn the references. It. Maybe if I wrap um, it. Please don't. No. We're already speaking about a sensitive topic. That's this 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 was well, probably John Blake. Yeah. Is an I idiot. think he's, he's an idiot. he actually started his own new stand up comedian. You know. It's not funny. Not well, funny. I mean and what's unfortunate about this is all this is doing is that it's now staying, which by the way. Um, I was unaware that this is the case because I've been told by so many people uh, who understand white supremacy um, that it isn't the case. But now white supremacy can extend to other groups. You notice well, how all this is coming full circle? Like, that's the thing that gets me on this. Only white people could be racist. Um, but now, if you're white passing, like Asian or Mexican, apparently, you can also be racist. Well, I, I you saw that? there was a um, something I was filling out for one of my 
one of my uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. And it, it had, you know, it had one of those forms that's required. I think it was, it was something I was doing with the SBA, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. And they said, they, they, okay, are you, you know, um, Asia Pacific? Are you white? They don't say Caucasian anymore. It used to be, when I was a kid, it was always Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Which, which is an accurate, based which, on well, historical ca- Caucasian context. is a certain area, by yeah. the way. But this, this actually had, and it did not have Hispanic as an option. Hmm. Until you got to the second question. Because then it broke down Hispanics. Hispanic, oh gosh, I wish I could remember exactly what it says. I'll have to look it up. But it was, you could claim you're Hispanic white versus, I, I, I don't really care. Make that, it, honestly, you go down to, I've been down to Mexico City a dozen times. And there's as many. Doesn't that make it more racist? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that, I think and that, I, that's kind of the point what? we're going after here. You know, I, I, you know, people look at me sometime and go, you know, what, what ethnicity are you? Are you from like Southern Italy or something like that? Or, and, and I, I've had people mistake me for all kinds of different ethnicities Yeah. simply because sometimes I can be really pretty white. Sometimes yeah. I'm not, so <coughs> excuse me. Oh, oh, damn it. Uh, I mean, I was going to try so the white. control, the controlled experiment probably would have worked. I don't, it's okay. This. I don't need, we don't this know. Has we nothing need, to do with this. We need you to be drinking <laughs> end sentence <laughs> i have to have an unnamed energy drink you have to have a, a adult beverage of choice that's what right what is the marking on this time okay cool it's not that early and i'll be good um oh, yeah. <laughs> so you know yeah. what's interesting you know back to this stupid article is that you know i don't know who the hell john blake is but I he stated know. idiot things um like don't ever underestimate white supremacy's ability to adapt i can't are, are, i can't even keep a straight face with this because it's like they're talking about jason Bourne. dear god white supremacy it's jason Bourne. <laughs> everywhere i look i see white supremacy well, and i think that's what's going on everywhere they look except them well not, and, not them. and and not that and they the, can't them, be the white by the way if you look historically over the period of time i mean who started the freaking kkk which, which uh, yeah. that was like an arm of a particular political party at the time, and it well, wasn't according to not according to the switch, the great switch. Remember well, that? the great switch, the great is, flip. It's the great flop. The yeah, great, the great switch is a bunch of bullshit. Oh well, it's it is a it's, bunch of college kids would get their feathers ruffled if you had told them that. That's not well, what my professor. You know told what? Me. Actually, part of going to college is to get your feathers ruffled. Nowadays, no, if you ruffle not. the feathers, yeah. you got to run to your safe space. Yeah, it's right? not. It's not your anti-white supremacist safe space where you can discuss how you need to segregate everything, so you can become, I, I don't know, responsible for whatever identification you've decided. Mm, yeah. Did I hit every bad button possible? Because this guy matter. here, go matter. and finish up on this guy because this guy's all over the map. Well, the real problem is it, it really, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I'm at the point where I don't fucking care. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, and I'm analyzing. We are analyzing an idiot thing that people criticize on Twitter. So I feel like I'm at the PowerPoint now where I can't criticize. Sure. Um, so the assumption that more racial diversity equals more racial equality is a dangerous. <laughs> It's a dangerous myth. I, uh, where are they finding these people? Racial diversity can function as a cloaking device. <laughs> oh, I get it. The Klingons—that's <laughs> what it is. Concealing the most powerful forms of white supremacy while giving the appearance of racial progress. Uh, you know, if you wanted to hire really shitty writers to 
you know, just kind of get their idiot ideas out, you would send them to Netflix. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, why is CNN spot? Why are they having these people write? I mean, you have to imagine. You know what it is? They're, they're, it, it, it hits a certain note with what they believe their oh, core audience is. Okay, but the, you can see from the metrics that it's not going well. Yeah, that, that's my. All, but all they need is some kind of foil to rail about. Trump's gone. So they have a very difficult time doing that. Well, they anymore. had Tucker Carlson, but he's not. Too, he's Tucker not. He's Carl- not dangerous enough. No, he he's just, and and he's one of the few guys out there that kind of just speaks his mind, whether you agree with him or not. It's beside mm-hmm. the point. I don't yeah. care about that. But it's it's unfortunate because, you know what? I don't care if 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 this guy at CNN was trying to make a point, then backfill with something, some logic to prove your point to me. That's the that's the yeah, problem but, with but this. But the stuff. point is, you can't make a logical argument out of illogic, Ill, Ill, that out of stupidity. I mean, look, he, stating things like he 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 stated that whiteness was defined throughout history. Uh, wait, Blake also stated that how whiteness was defined throughout history was a prime example of how white supremacy can adapt, citing the eventual inclusion of Italians, Irish, and Jewish people into the white race when he said they weren't initially considered to be fully white. Oh, yeah. You know so, what they were? They were the ones that came over from those places into New York and were, and were uh, the 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 mm-hmm. dregs of society, mm-hmm. according to the affluent that were there. And it had nothing to do with the people that were white Mm-mm. or purple. No, it has to, to do, do with affluence. It has to do with class. Yep. And then what's so I mean, and look, his his article got fucking scorched on Twitter. Good. I mean, it, like it got scorched. Good. Somebody actually scorched it on Twitter. Multiple, How about that? Multiple people. Cause in, and, and this is look, this, what really bothers me about this is that this social shaming, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's associated with making an inappropriate remark or a dumb comment comment only in relation to specific things. So prime example, I don't know if you heard about the, the recent uh, gaming CEO as of this last weekend with the ruling of uh, abortion in Texas. Oh, yeah. He came out and stated an innocuous statement like, I support uh, pro-life. And he got fired. My whole point is, why is it that we, as people who have different opinions from others, can't state our opinions when millions of people hold the same opinion, opinion right. but the other group can. Like, it's, it's there's, see, when something like this happens... When somebody can get fired for their own opinion like that, mm-hmm. it makes no difference in their in their particular business line yeah. at all. It makes no no difference at all. If they can get fired for something like that, then what happens is is people get quiet. They get radical. Some of them get radical, but a lot of them get quiet because they don't want to get fired, right? And mm-hmm. what it does is, and this is my opinion, obviously, but it I think it engenders and emboldens those that think they should fire that person because they're like, see, we fired that one guy and nobody else is making any noise. Yeah, but the, So they're getting their way. The problem, though, is it's also creating a silent group that is festering in their frustration. I agree with that as well. So, but I mean, in the interim, what you have is a, a block of loud voices mm-hmm. that are creating this bubble that they be, in what they believe and they're identifying this the, the CRT or some some other way of dealing with this stuff as the only in the right way to do it yeah well it gives them a convenient uh, and the problem with all this is it gives racism gives a convenient context for people who think that every world problem can be solved by one bad thing or pointing out one bad thing so racism happens to be that um, and what frustrates me about all this is what that does is it makes the entity of racism this opaque, 
indistinguishable, very hard to identify thing, when in reality, it's not hard to identify at all. And the more confusing you make it, the more likely it is that you cause people who don't know what racism is to become racist. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a sick cycle of bullshit stupidity. And when it comes to you know, these arguments, anything that can possibly be labeled as racist is, you know, by morons who've decided it's their duty to point at everyone else and scream, you're racist, but not realize, you know, three fingers are pointing back at them. Mm -hmm. um, they just, they, they're just ignoring that the very worldview that they themselves hold is anything but inclusive, acceptive, or intelligent. Well, that, that's what and it comes down to. Do you want to be inclusive or do you want to segregate yeah. all these parties? Which segregation, uh, you know, David Duke agrees with that. I mean, David Duke agrees with segregation. So how yeah. is it that you can so, be... So uh, you know what? It must be this yeah. whole thing. You know what? You know who put CRT and everything into place then to get this to happen? It must be those really intelligent white supremacists that can yeah. morph into whatever. Mm -hmm. They can... They can. What, what did he say? Be act like the Klingons and the have white, a, Yeah, the cloaking device. They, they can yeah. put a cloaking device Well, on. they actually have... Um, we have no idea that they're running everything. Yeah, well, they they're actually They're the ones that put have, the systems in place too. Well, they actually have the... the trademark um warner brothers specific uh -huh. cloak of blank that allows them to disappear and uh, gotcha, disguise gotcha. their supremacy well, i think we're lost then yeah because they obviously have they're smarter they're smarter yeah. more intelligent they know how to morph and cloak themselves that we are overwhelmed in a world of whiteness mm -hmm. what well, are you, we gonna do we're, we're just gonna have to crawl inside and stay inside forever um you were you are familiar with what happened with rachel kirkconnell right yeah, she was um, the bachelor. Yeah, girl. she was dating the the one guy, right? The bachelor um, or Matt? Was she the? Was it the bachelorette or the bachelor? The it was bachelor the, chose it was her, the right? Bachelor. I, his name was. I want to say his yeah. name was Matt. Whatever his name was. Oh, but, Matt James. Yeah, yeah Matt he, James. So yeah, he she. I think she's from Missouri, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. and she won some debutante thing. No, she went to an antebellum party. An antebellum party. Yeah, right. But it. Way, way back. And she got queen of the antebellum party or something mm -hmm. like that, if I remember correctly, when she was like 17, yeah, something like that. Well, antebellum <coughs> isn't, isn't by any historical measure a racist situation. It, antebellum no, is but literally it, just but a it, cultural but, thing from the South. Correct, but people can pretend that they're offended by that because yeah. it, it points back to a time in history mm -hmm. that we view as, and a lot of people, a lot of people still think of the South as if the entire the the entire populace there must have owned other people, right? They didn't. No, no. Didn't. less than ten percent did. Yeah, yeah. But nobody nobody reminds anybody of that. Well, what's interesting as well <laughs> is that you know the offense that people seem to take with these innocuous, stupid, pointless things um, is the same type of offense that people would take when a white man or and a white woman or a black man and a white woman got married back yeah. 40, 50 years ago. So, you know, the, the social ostracization or these like purges that are now occurring, like with Rachel Kirkconnell, where she's mm -hmm. just going on TV, apologizing to, you know, uh, someone who is of a darker skin tone than her, apologizing to them like they are some sort of fucking like Catholic priest. It, it, all it is is a, you know, a, a formal version now of the decapitations that were enjoyed by the populations throughout the years. That's well, all it is. Well, um, Meghan Markle. She's God. she is. I used to like her. I I don't care one way or another about her. I just don't listen to these people because they don't have anything legitimate to say. But she, she has um, black in her history in her in her lineage. Correct. Mm -hmm. You do as well. Do Small you not? amount, much smaller. Doesn't matter the amount. Yeah, yeah, it does. No, it does. No, if, it, it doesn't. It, well, according to these people, it does. I don't. It, look apparently, like it only matters if, if you look some like of the it. melanin gets into you. 
No, right? it only matters if, if, if you have... look like what they think you should Correct. look like. Correct. Yeah. So, the, but the point I'm making is all of us are an incredible mixture of, of history, right? Mm-hmm. None of us are, I, I don't know who thinks they're white or black or, you know, Asian or that. It, it doesn't freaking matter. It never has mattered. Mm-hmm. It, 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 from, from a birds of a feather kind of, kind of saying, or from a, who you're comfortable with because you grew up a certain way, that's normal human behaviors tribalism it's not based specifically on the color of the skin at all well and you're right but now the problem is that people are focusing in on that they're focusing on their tribalistic neighbor nature of whatever culture they're a part of and then because that same generation now is a part of the everyone gets a trophy generation it's becoming a well we can't blame me for all that well we can't share we can't share we can't be inclusive because if we share or we try to better the things that we have by mixing other ideas then our heritage will be lost which means nothing it is the dumbest fucking way of looking at your history nobody has it, heritage exactly. forever and especially nobody. in the united states no one i think has. one of the probably one of the 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 longest term heritage peoples that you can think of are the jewish population mm-hmm. and even that has a lot of kind of people going in different directions now so i mean there are very few ethnicities in the world that last beyond the tone of their skin. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, the stupid part about the entire things. Cause you got someone like you and I, you know, you commonly being mistaken from the Iberian peninsula yeah. uh, and me commonly being mistaken as someone who's straight from Norway. I'm yeah. not only Norwegian, I'm mostly Irish. And then I have a little bit of Haitian in me, damn it. Yeah. Um, but no one would be able to tell that. So, the frustrating part, and I have like family on my entire side that doesn't even look like they're related to me. So the the frustrating part about all this is like, what is this identity nonsense? Are, are people really that purposeless and that you know non relevant in their own minds that they have to find themselves in something that they weren't alive for? Yeah, this I goes, mean, this goes back a little bit to what we talked about last week and probably several times. And and there is a. I always use the word apathy, but it's probably inappropriate in this term. I think it comes back down to what you were talking about the most, and that's purpose. You know, when, when, you don't, when you don't have purpose, number one, you'll jump on other people's purpose all the time. And mm-hmm. a lot of time that's just, I don't know, bandwagoning, right? Yeah. If you see something that, like, sets off a note in you that gives you some kind of, oh, my God, I've got direction. Now I'm going to do this or this or this. And, and there's no subject or consciousness of the consequence involved at all. Mm-hmm. So you're doing something arbitrary just for the sake of having a direction. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of a, a worse commentary on our population than anything else to me. Because what we need to, to do is set back and decide kind of personally or as a family or whatever, what our purpose is. How can we collectively move ourselves and our family through our lives to get to a better position, a better place from whatever our version of that better position in place is? Isn't that kind of what life should be about? Well, yeah. The last 18 months has stagnated that for everybody, Mm -hmm. and it's blown up and magnified and put more focus upon all these things, uh, this wandering purposelessness Mm -hmm. population. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Well, it's very interesting that the with the decline of theology, uh, nuclear family and uh, community, the uprising of purposelessness, apathy and anger has paralleled. It is quite interesting to watch that, and especially the United States. But you you know what we're talking about today? Because I think people don't spend enough well, time I think, thinking. I think about you this. hit on it a second ago. Really? We're talking about you, death. Yeah. It, it, t- today we 
behead people with their reputations. Right? Oh, yeah. As you said a moment ago, mm-hmm. in the past, kind of went the whole the whole way. And honestly, you know, I can't, I wouldn't be able to tell you which I prefer. You know, I, I would, uh, it's, I hate to say that because it's so negative. Um, granted, I'm not one to be all about ultra violence, but, you know, it's, it's, it's almost more humiliating rather than watching someone's head get lopped off for doing something that they shouldn't have done, like murdering someone. Um, because that will go into the history of, of uh, executions. It is quite interesting. Um, and we'll also have some goodies about just really strange ways people have passed away. But I don't know. I would think that that would be more of a redeeming end to someone than watching them grovel to people that they have not wronged on the public stage over something as stupid and petty as going to an antebellum party or, you know, um, saying, you know, defending your friend Rachel Kirkconnell because you were the host of The Bachelor and you didn't want to step on anyone's toes and then you got canceled anyway, or saying that you're pro-life and you lose your job. Those are petty fucking retaliatory situations. It's like, okay, so basically it's a, if I don't agree with you, you're going to cut my hands off. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how the Taliban do with women when they steal. They'll chop off your hands. So mm-hmm. for me, I would rather someone get their head cut off because then at least they could look at the crowd in dignity and say, you know, fuck you guys or, or not. Sorry. Did as you're as, as, as flipping off the bowl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did that. Like, um, <laughs> as your head's rolling off or, you know, you can you know, just, you know, give your life to whatever theology you believe in. I mean, I feel like that's a redeeming end. And this whole like groveling to try and get back into the social circle is it's like the scene from uh, the unknown trilogy on HBO that had uh, one of the characters walk through the town completely nude, and the people oh, yeah. were saying "shame, shame." Yeah, that was. Uh, it's like that. G O H, right? Yeah, it's like that. It's like what the G O T. It's like yeah. why, why, uh, why in the world have we gotten to that point? Well, there's always been a component of that shame, shame. You just mentioned it right there. Yeah. And there was, you know, public floggings. There was mm-hmm. all kinds of things, tar and feathering. There's all kinds of things that historically have done to present someone in a non-executionable way that they've done something wrong but those were in the context of actually doing something wrong exactly now we can talk about and i'm sure that we will some of the things that people thought were wrong that were like really you're gonna punish me for that but so today though we're conflating those things with free speech yeah having an like a an idea that's not someone else's. Well, you'd think. I mean, that I, that's incredible to me that we're doing. It's very that. strange. It, well, it's very strange. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even put it in the cr- incredible category because there would be some sort of like irredeemable. Like, oh, we've never seen this before. We've seen this before, but we've seen it in times like you mentioned of f- public floggings or don't speak out against the church. Yeah, I mean, like, exactly. I thought we were past that, and this comes from someone who had that background. Like, I was going through stuff uh, from my mom the other day. Um, that was interesting stuff from my family and Jen walked in and Jen was like, wow, you were kind of indoctrinated. And I was like, to some degree I was, I under, mm-hmm. I can recognize that. No, not to say it was bad. I mean, there's some indoctrination that's positive. I mean, mm-hmm. like positive habits and stuff like that. Sure. But that's like coming from someone that comes from that background, like seeing what's happening today in the, like the different forms that it's taking the very like secular theo- theological like ideology that's now becoming a religion it is very disturbing well you got to ask yourself and dissect it a little bit and, and come to always the question the, the, my favorite question in the world is why right because yeah it, i mean we can go off in a lot of different directions on that but if you think about what they used to do and you mentioned a minute ago with 
the churches. Mm-hmm. The churches at the time had this power retention. Well, they were the law. Kings as well. Yeah. King, kings and queens said they were the voice of God in human form. They were the, the conduit. That's what, that's what churches and things did as well. And there, that was for one reason and one reason only, to retain power. Yeah. That's what it's for. So, and then they put in place all these... Uh, different penalties for everything under the sun that if you did wrong, you'd have this happen or did mm-hmm. this wrong, this would happen. That is all about control power and making sure that everyone knew you were right and they were wrong. So if you if you look at that from a psychological standpoint today, and you got to ask yourself that why again, why is it yeah. that large companies and governments in uh, these these groups that are formed, why are they pushing these agendas on other people? To it's, me, it's for the same reason. Well, especially but, though after that's the but the interesting part though is the circumstances surrounding all of it. That's what's interesting to me because we can we can get into the real deep gritty nitty gritty uh, right, nonsense. We can, we can talk about all the conspiracies going on, but for me, the you know the real confusing part is. We had something that was the first of its kind to the extent that it was um, for the first time in a, in, in a generation. Or, no. No, in a hundred years. Not a generation. What am I saying? A generation. hundred years. God. Um, so, you know, the first time in a hundred years we had something like that that was reminiscent of what happened in 1918 or in the early 1900s with the Spanish flu. So, the government came in told everyone to shut down, which was the government's way of putting certain companies out of business. There's no other way to look at that because we can say, oh, protect vectors of transmission. There's still no evidence whatsoever that fucking restaurants or bars or gyms are or extreme or schools are extreme vectors of transmission. There's not a single study yet that has come out to say that. Yet we are making decisions as if there is. Now, one third of businesses, and I'm being generous here because mm-hmm. I think it's more. Sure. One third of businesses in the United States went out of business. Right. Then the government came in and said, we're going to save you guys with money that you gave us because we put you out of business. And mm-hmm. everyone said, yay. So we spent money we didn't have to spend that now has accumulated to amounts that don't even exist yet for future generations. Now, you know, BLM happened, which was a weird cultural shift in our America over what? Over something that was proven to well, not have... But, well, if you talk to some people as a... You well, they didn't watch the trial. Stuff. They didn't watch the trial. Then. Well, it, it just wasn't over one thing. It's been going on since, yeah, since Ferguson. Sure, before, but, but but Ferguson again, and you can look at every single I one understand. of these instances. I understand they've been debunked. So, it, not saying that the, the person didn't die. Not mm-hmm. saying it wasn't an unfavorable situation. Michael Brown was an unfavorable situation. It shouldn't have happened mm-hmm. again by the Obama DOJ and like four hundred or something right. witnesses. It was cleared to be not the hands up, don't shoot situation. Right. But yet, people haven't read that. No. So then we have the the George Floyd thing and Michael uh, the George Floyd thing and uh, Derek Chauvin happened. That weird thing came to trial, and mm-hmm. strangely enough, Derek Chauvin wasn't a he wasn't found guilty of racism. No, he was found guilty of second degree murder, which I still think is a reach. Mm-hmm. Um, should have been third, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. With that being said, after that happened, what what else happened? God, it's been so stupid. It's one thing after it's another. It's just one it's thing after habit. another, and there's seemingly but, these weird polar shifts. They are now moving things from being relatively calm to some degree, at least from a, a large, you know, maybe cultural perspective, to now being harshly divided over really fucking dumb things. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think there's always been tipping points. There's always been the straw that breaks the camel's back kind of thing that you can look at mm-hmm. in terms of movements in a lot of directions. And history is the only one that dictates whether those directions are good or not, by the way. 
you know, once, uh, you know, 50 years or 25 years goes by, things are looked back at and we can look at things from 25 years ago and say that was good or that was bad or this, this shouldn't happen or that shouldn't happen or this police action shouldn't have occurred or this war shouldn't. Have. We can say that throughout history, but we can only do it in retrospective uh, direction, right? Yeah. And, you know, we, we memorialize and we romanticize all kinds of things in history that were probably started in created from disillusioned people that were probably wrong. Yeah. Right. And a lot of, so it's hard to know kind of where all this is coming from, but I always come back to the same thing I said before that the question to me is why yeah. in the past you could see things that said, okay, here was the hierarchical structure and here's why these were done to keep this in place. And now I look at it and I go, you've got, you've got groups BLM, uh, both both major parties in the United States, big tech, big pharma, big everything, Mm -hmm. saying this is how we shift the polls, create further dependency on the populace. And you just went through that whole narration about how to do that. You take away freedom and then you give money. Well, you so you saw, create a dependency. Yeah, but the problem but, is that the dependency, I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The dependency isn't ample enough, in my opinion, when it comes to the money available to where it would make sense. If we had infinite money, oh, hell yeah. But the problem is the system in place isn't ample enough to support it. I agree 100% with that. So but if, so I don't know. So you look at this this and you see no end game. And then, then you see this, this other layer of creating a self-policed society because if you think about who is blowing the whistle on your cubicle neighbor who thinks more conservative or more liberal than you know the edict for the group is at the time they're the ones blowing the whistle on this guy they're the ones policing this situation of speech yeah but again the answer to that is to tell the people to fuck off well, That's, I get that too. Like, like, well, look at, you tell look, you tell them to fuck off, and the, the manager no. comes down and says, this "By the guy, way, you're fired now." So the one guy, yeah, the guy who I mentioned, the video game guy, he was mm-hmm. the CEO of the company, and he resigned. Yeah, you know what you board. do. I thought, well, who fucking cares about the board? I figured that if you were an owner of a company, yeah, you've got vested interest in the board. You can tell the board to fuck right CEO off. CEO is not the owner. I under okay. My my I still I, my point still remains. If you're the company, if you're an owner of a company, you'd like to think. That your employees don't dictate what you do, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, we're we're getting on a we're getting on a tandem, but a tangent, a tangent, tan- <coughs> we're getting on a tandem. tandem. We're gonna jump we're out of a plane, get on a bicycle, <laughs> tandem bike. <laughs> I did the skydiving. We're gonna tandem well, skydive. Oh, look at that. Um, but uh, I, we're on a tangent. But I, I just your question why is interesting because mm-hmm. the topic we're discussing today, death is something that people try to make a lot of their decisions around to avoid their sure. demise. Um, now, there are a few things that we should clarify before we get into the really like nitty-gritty um, of like, you know, the public executions when they started and, you know, odd deaths. Um, but, you know, as of late, people have been trying to prevent something that is inevitable for some reason to a higher extent that I would think that they have tried in the past. Is it inevitable? Uh, well, depends on who you ask. Um, mm-hmm. Now, in order to kind of clarify the ground for our listeners... There are a few misconceptions that we have about death. Um, And by misconceptions, I mean just general disagreements among the scientific community, which 
fuck them. I don't trust anything they say anymore. <laughs> um, but, you know, death has so far been considered the irrevers- irreversible cessation of all biolog- biological functions that sustain a living organism. Brain death is sometimes used as a legal definition of death. Interesting small side fact, over 150,000 humans die every day. Amazing number, huh? Mm-hmm. No. 150,000? Uh, every, every day. So that's... 1% of 15 million, that's 0.1% of 150 million. So that's, I'm doing the calculations. I'll let you do big. all this. Yeah, I'll let you it's do all a the very, work. very tiny percentage mm-hmm. of the world population, which mm-hmm. is about 7 billion. Which means that your but, percentage of dying per day is even smaller, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely, but it's also indicative of the size of the age group that you're in when you die and the circumstances in which you die. Yes. And the interesting thing is cessation of all biological functions, I think, is the way way you put it. That's kind of changing all the time. It's no longer the case. Yeah, I was going to say, it's changing all the time. And that's where we need to go with this is because definitional changes are what our whole world seems to be about today, and death's got to be one of them. Well, definitional, exactly. And the funny thing is people, you know, they they don't evaluate why those changes occur, for what purpose. And in this instance, it makes sense. Um, Now, as you mentioned, obviously, you know, before we jump into the death penalty and all interesting stuff, you you mentioned that there was, you know, a change in understanding and definition. So the main challenge related to that when it comes to distinguishing death is distinguishing it from life. Now, mm-hmm. determining when death has occurred is difficult as cessation of life functions is often not simultaneous across organs and, and organ systems. So, you know, you could theoretically, you know, die, like go into brain death or you know, maybe cessation of your heart stops and that would be considered death, but your brain is still functioning. Um, so, you know, thus the need to draw uh, precise conceptual boundaries between life and death, um, you know, obviously brings up a whole high level of difficulties because we still don't understand what death really is beside our very, very remedial understanding of it where we are today. Well, as human beings, don't we have to create these parameters and draw these lines even though we know they're going to change, whether you're a scientist or not? We've got to to look, you know, years and years ago, if your heart stopped, you were done, Mm -hmm. period. Nowadays, if your heart stops, like, hey, can we got about five minutes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Might start it back up and... Well, you were dead and you came back. No, you weren't really dead. Or, or hey, here, here's here's somewhere to go with this. Uh, it doesn't uh, Joe DiMaggio and Walt Disney have their head floating in a cryogenic chamber somewhere, <laughs> right? So let's, you mean from Futurama? Well, you no, know, I mean for real. <laughs> I was unaware. You know of that. that. I, Joe, I don't know about Walt Disney, but Joe DiMaggio um, was. I don't think. I think it was just his head because mm. you had. You can do this today. When well, you it's, die, it's, you can be cryogenically frozen, entire body, God, just the head. I what the cost of that is. I, it's a huge cost now, but people have done it. Yeah. So somewhere there's a chamber, hopefully the batteries didn't go out and, you know, they didn't <laughs> fall out by accident, but somewhere there's a, there's, you know, a bunch of heads in, in. It was at the lab in Wuhan. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh my God. Gain of function on the heads, right? You know, but, <laughs> but, you know what probably fucking happened is they probably, they probably had a loss of power. I know it happened. The, the lab, no, that's not. Yes. That's been debunked. No, the, your pangolin didn't happen. And it South was Park's, my friend, penguin, not pangolin. Right, right. He was. He this was is in. very good. Oh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's uh No, it's, it's interesting. No, but my my point of that bringing that up is, if if I don't know, twenty years from now, somebody comes 
comes up with a way to bring AI and a robotic biologic body and connect it somehow to what's left of a, of a rethawed brainstem or some kind of chemically induced process from one of those people that froze their heads. Yeah. Did they die or are they still no. alive? Well, there's so that the line keeps gets blended. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, you know, obviously one approach in addition to the cessation of, of functioning organs is, uh, is also defining life by consciousness. Um, so this would kind of fit within what you're talking sure. about. But again, that's also prog- problematic because there's many organisms that are alive but not conscious. So, for example, single cell All organisms. Kinds of things, yeah. Or, or for example, the scariest thing I can possibly think of: fucking jellyfish. Those things are aliens. I, and I don't mean that. I'm not scared of them in the sense that I like. Ah, uh, I'm like those things are fucking from another planet. There's no way they're not aliens. They don't have a goddamn brain and they just float around forever. I mean, like, what causes the amount of life on this planet is insane. Octopi, octopi are, they are aliens for sure. They're highly intelligent. Um, But, you know, additionally, the definition of consciousness is also kind of a broad and far reaching definition. Right. And it's not to mention, you know, when you bring up consciousness, you bring up the, you know, Abrahamic and Dharmic theologies that, you know, hold that life or consciousness continues after death. Um, so certain cultures also consider death a process. Right. So there's exactly. just a whole it's, culmination of yeah, just it, fucking death cluster. really never occurs. Yeah. It's just a, and, and from a, from a purely, you know, maybe astrophysics or not, probably not astrophysics, but from a scientific viewpoint, energy is you, you, the law of, oh geez, what is the law? Thermodynamics. Thank you. No, it's probably not no, that. It's not. Hey, b- bottom line be. is energy is never lost. It just changes. Yeah. So. Oh, it's a thermodynamic. That's a lot of thermodynamics, isn't it? It's probably one of them. Yeah. You know, Maybe. I usually am nailing those things and I really should I, should I look it up? Well, that's why, that's why we, we should need do the, the table. Thing. Damn it. Yes. That's why we should do. I'll, I'll order. I'll order it this week. Um, <clears throat> so I guess what's interesting about all this is it, people look at science very, especially very recently as being like this solid base of mass that is never changing unless of course your uh, preferred group decides to change it and then you just go around sure. with your preferred group sure. um you know when it comes to death specifically in the united states when i mentioned that you know when you mentioned there's a process or when we talk about theologies and beliefs what's very interesting case in point in regards to the process of death is there are certain tribes and certain groups that consider death much differently than we do yeah some people um, in the amazon rainforest mm-hmm. i believe right the yanomami tribes of indigenous people in the amazon rainforest say that three times real fast right um i actually watched a documentary on this uh wasn't Anthony Bourdain. It was uh, someone on that channel, though, Discovery Channel, where they did like this weird kind of haunted version of like visiting different cultures. Sure. Um, we might have watched it together, hmm. but I'm pretty sure they visited this tribe. And, <clears throat> you know, this tribe specifically does not believe that death is a natural occurrence. They believe that an evil spirit or a rival shaman has caused the death or is the cause of any death. So their funeral process comprises of covering a recently deceased body with leaves in the forest for 30 to 45 days, obviously to camouflage it so it can hide better from the evil spirits um, in order to assist the deceased in reaching the afterlife. Kind of similar Isn't, to what the Egyptians did with you know, well, the tomb and stuff like well, that. Yeah, they, well, they did that to give them protected passage to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, the Yanomami... Yanomani? Yanomami. 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 Th- that 
that belief system, if you think about it, is not that much different than the Christian or the Jewish belief system because the the, the well, I, no think about it the the story itself mm, is that let me get to the end of the <laughs> it is different <laughs> well I'm just I'm just saying that oh well, there, I, there, there, well there this portion <laughs> this portion of it before they put on the soup for the day uh, yeah is is it, what I'm basically saying is that the the belief is that uh, from from that from the Christian theology is that we were put here with the intent to always live mm-hmm. and that we screwed it up. Well, I mean, right. And that specifically death was brought to us specifically. It, Eve. I'm just, <laughs> oh my I'm God. just kidding. Okay. We're getting, just you know what? Kidding. We may not get canceled, but oh, we've lost any just female viewership just or listenership. Just a joke. 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 Well, you know, it's strange. Um, cause you're right about that. I mean, you know, that the Christian theology and a lot of Abrahamic theologies sure. have that type of viewpoint um, of, you know, perfection prior to the fall of death X. is not natural not a part of the equation yeah um so what's interesting enough with the uh yanomami tribe is that after those 30 to 45 days are up and this is where it gets different um unique unique way of doing things uh they cremate the bones they collect the ashes for soup um and then they practice endocannibalism which is uh, mm. the eating of flesh of a deceased tribe member. So eating of flesh or just the bones? Flesh, the bones. It, there's uh, from the the article that I read. They did not go into specifics, mm. and I would prefer they don't. Yeah. Um. So that's one thing that I don't think a lot of people within the United States or modern Western cultures understand is that the view of death or the view of anything to do with the afterlife vasts wildly. Well, and, a lot of a lot of people believe that death is the ultimate disease anyway, right? And, sure. and, and from a, from a, uh, not pragmatic, but from a, just a, a logical point of view, things deteriorate. Yeah. Right. And, and oxidize, 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 oxidizing, oxidizing, oxidation. Wow. I am having a problem today. Oxygenation. No, not oxidation. Oxidation. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, rust. Mm-hmm. If you rust. People rust, things rust, things mm-hmm. decay yeah. over time. Now, the question really is, is why? Back to my why. Think about that a second. Why do we die? Why do we rust? Why do we oxidize? Why do we oxidize? Because there are things in our environment that cause that to happen. It's something to contemplate. It really is. And, of course, if you go to a certain beach down in, I think it's South America, the speed of your um, aging process actually speeds up. Hmm. There's a certain mineral in the walls of the caverns oh, around there. No, stop it. That, I hate that <laughs> fucking movie. Guys, I, oh, look, Wolf, I all had I you. can say, I no, I was thinking for a half second. I was like, this sounds this sounds like M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> don't see that. You know what? Do what you want. I don't care. I'm not going to tell you what to do. People watch dumb shit all the time. But that was the newest M. Night movie. Oof. It was a reach. I'm sorry, it M. Night. It was a reach I, around. I, I, I mean, I, it was a reach. Well, I'm sure it was but a reach But you know what's interesting that's about how got that, it though, is that's, that is the opposite idea of what people have been after for centuries, the fountain of youth, right? Yeah. Well, that was like the... the that was, not the fountain. Was that was the, it was the shit pile of death. Of death. Yeah. The shit, <laughs> shit pile, pile of, of death. death. It I was cannot the, believe we watched that movie. I, free guy. I free guy. Free literally... Guy. I would, I, I would see I the Ryan Reynolds. I almost got up. I know. I almost got up. I did too. I, I was going to leave and go watch Ryan Reynolds. 
um, <laughs> which I, w- I would do for any movie, yeah, really. He's, he's not alive in that show. You know that. I don't care. Free guy? Don't or care. is he? I don't care. He's in a simulation. I, I just like He's Ryan in a Reynolds. simulation. Yeah, that's we all are. So, you know, interesting. interestingly enough, outside of the M. Night Shyamalan uh, shit pile of death, um, other definitions of death focus on the character of cessation of something. So, i.e. when a living entity experiences an irreversible cessation of all functioning. Um, also known as the circulatory definition of death, or commonly referred to as the DCDD. Um, now, additional problems arise with this belief, though, because humanity's understanding of cessation of X has shifted over the years, as you mentioned previously. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, CPR and prompt defibrillate. God damn it! Defibrillation. Deflip. God damn it! Defibrillation. Defibrill. Fuck. You guys Ooh, know what I'm talking about. You got me with... Defib. <laughs> I'm just going to say prompt Risky. defibbing. 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 De- 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 <laughs> <laughs> can't fucking talk. Defibbulation. Uh, Defibbulation. Defibbulation. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my God. People why, are why turning off that? in droves. Die, die, die. <laughs> <laughs> the big word. Uh, you know, so those two things have somewhat muddied the waters on this understanding because we can technically restart someone if given enough time. What is um, it called when you restart something? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the permanent loss of circula- circulatory and respiratory function no longer ensures death either, which makes arguments for and against the uh, DCDD um, you know, understanding of death cloudy because it boils down to the usage of the terms permanent and irreversible. So now it's just a fucking brain debate between what you believe well, to and, be and, and, fucking terms to mean. Right, and people can be put on you know uh respirators and things to keep them alive for a very long time yeah so i i currently think you originally said brain death is the mm-hmm. i think the legal standard right now supposedly but even then there that's, are that's a brainwave thing if yeah I but they're right. well no it's electro electrodes going like electromagnetic yeah to see stuff. if the brain waves are still yeah yeah uh, ekgs or eegs i think EEGs, yeah. um so yeah so like things that guaranteed death like uh was it polio when they get put on the the iron lung was that is that what no i the iron, it wasn't yeah. polio polio there, what, you, the, was it polio was the iron lung thing yeah. but that didn't guarantee death <clears throat> no but no the iron lung thing assisted with keeping people alive, alive. so exactly so the idea though now is that you know things that once were guaranteed death like you know a heart or lung failure mm-hmm. um no longer do because of the use of life support well, organ life, transplants life and general, artificial pacemakers well life in general is basically a, a, a conglomeration of systems mm-hmm. uh, and when one of those systems fails it's it's the thing that everybody is worried the most about with COVID is organ failure you have inflammation which is a big problem it's one of the ways that things oxidize yeah. in our in or rust in our world and uh, inflammation is one of the largest parts of that from a medical standpoint for most of our organs and when you have one organ go there can be a cascade effect that that literally turns out the lights there can be it, but can it, be. Doesn't it doesn't mean have it to always be. happen and yeah. additionally nowadays people are building artificial everything right mm-hmm. you can you, they're putting scaffolds together and using nanotechnology to build uh, new skin new hearts new this new the technology is is tremendously changing yeah. which will change that definition that's that's why it's so interesting to me everything is you know everything that used to be black and white Everything that had these lines, even when the lines moved, they were pretty concrete. Your heart stops, you're gone. Your brain stops, you're gone. These organs go, you're gone. As far as death, all those things are getting more and more blurred as time goes by. Yeah. Which is 
terrible. A fan, it's, no, terrible, it's terrible, but it, you know, it's in terrible. some ways, it's fantastical because it it bridges the gap between possible. It bridges the gap between science and magic. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. To me, I mean, magic is just something that you saw before it became a science. Yeah. I was gonna say a really terrible joke, but I'm not going to. Why not? I say bad, ter- I say at least five or six one. terrible jokes every time. It was a bad one. Okay. Some of the stuff that happened in the camps was considered fantastical and it shouldn't have happened, is my point. Well, I, I yeah, and you think you're going down the road of all the experimentation, some of the some mm-hmm. of the ways people believe, you know, eugenics and things like that should have occurred. Oh, I was specifically races and referring things like that. to mustard gas, but sure. Oh, mustard yeah. gas was horrible. Yeah. But you know what? I read an article about uh this was during World War Two. Or was it mustard? No, mustard no, it gas wasn't mustard. was horrible on people. No, Killed it was people. the other thing. It wasn't mustard. There was another type of gas that was used specifically in the uh, the Holocaust um, Auschwitz chambers. They, they used a specific um, gas. It, it was mustard. not mustard gas. It was, it was something um, else. But but to, to your point about mustard gas, this was this was in Italy, mm-hmm. in one of the harbors there that the Allies had control of. They they had bombs go off um, from a raid from Germany. And it killed a few people in the harbor, but then it started to bring in all these people afterward with these weird burns and boils and stuff in their body, and they discovered that it was mustard gas that that, that had been <clears throat> blown up, not from the planes that came in, but the United States had these these containers of the stuff on some of these ships, and it killed a bunch of people, but there was a doctor over there, and I'm really paraphrasing this because it's all from memory. I don't have any notes on this or anything like that. But he did some serious studies on this and kept unbelievable, meticulous journals on all these patients and everything that was going on with these these people that had died of the mustard gas or were about to. And he started to find some remedies to that. But what he ended up doing is he ended up creating one of the the still used today chemotherapies for people with cancer because he was seeing people that were dying from mustard gas poisoning surviving some other ailment they had hmm. so it's a as you said a moment ago these Zyklon things are B. bad huh Zyklon B. Zyklon B. anyway i went off on another tangent as i yeah. always do on that but the the whole point is there are, there are a lot of terrible things that have happened in our world today that again when you reflect back on them and look at them hopefully something good tangentially has come out of that yeah it's hard to find those things i mean the kardashians have been around for like 20 years i haven't found a single thing they've fucking thing is no they haven't i mean kanye isn't really their making so he's good but they're they're (laughs) they yeah they're sorry kardashians well well he did help oj get off by the way kanye no kardashian no, no. Robert Kardashian Isn't was it? one of his. Was it Robert Kardashian? Robert Kardashian was, was one. He that was one of his lawyers. I thought Kardashian was the name of Chris Kardashian, and she didn't take yeah, the husband. Yeah, she was. She was married to Robert Kardashian. Robert Kardashian sure died, and he Kardashian. married Bruce Jenner, who became Caitlyn Jenner, and they all had these different we kids. Don't and some about, of them we don't talk about Wheaties. Um, <laughs> So, I don't know. It, it, well, you know what's interesting talking about the death of things like, you know. Well, <laughs> God, death I was going to say Bruce Jenner. No, <laughs> Holy shit. Well, uh, that is bad. You know, it, it, um, let's death can be defined a whole bunch of different ways. Yeah. But interestingly, we've always forced death upon others for all kinds of reasons, have we not? Yeah, in some instances, have been better than others. Um, you know, speaking of interesting ways we've forced death on other people besides Cyclone B and mustard gas. So, 
as I mentioned before with Rachel Kirkconnell, the new version of decapitation these days is getting canceled. And, you know, social media, this, this type of social media decapitation now serves as the new death penalty, in my opinion. Um, but the history itself of the death penalty is actually quite interesting. It obviously did not start in the United States. Um, the first established death penalty laws date back as far as the 18th century BC in the Code of King Hammurabi of Babylon, which codified the death penalty for 25 different tri- uh, crimes. Additionally, the death penalty was also a part of the 14th century BC's Hittite Code in the 7th century BC's Draconian Code of Athens, which made death the only punishment for all crimes, which what? is insane, and in the 5th century BC's Roman Law of the Twelve tablets death sentences were carried out by such means as crucifixion drowning beaten to death burning alive and impalement and in the 10th century ad hanging became the usual method of execution in britain in the following century century william the conqueror would not allow persons to be hanged or otherwise executed for any crime except in times of war this trend would not last for in the 16th century under the reign of henry the eighth because of course it was as many as 72,000 people are estimated to have been executed. Now, what's crazy about all this is this All of that in, is crazy. Well, all the way from Babylon? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I thought the only thing they were punished with was not being able to speak to each other again. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> Referencing another episode. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, go listen to that episode. So, strangely enough, and this extends because this history, like, I'm sure there's more than I looked up, but, you know, some of the common methods of execution at the time were boiling, burning at the stake, hanging, beheading, and drawing and quartering, which the last one is... I don't think execution was the primary function. Mm, It was a way of establishing a don't do this thing or we'll do that This was This was their form of deterrent. Yeah. It's one thing to kill someone. You can do that very, very quickly. Yeah. It's nothing entirely to draw and quarter them. I mean, well, Mel Gibson knew all about that, right? Freedom. Freedom. Well, strange enough, is it's much like the, the punishments today. For some of the things, the, the punishment didn't match up to the crime you know, dished out. So executions were carried out for such capital offenses as marrying a Jew, Jeez. not confessing to a crime, oh, there's and a bad treason. One. So if you're accused of a crime... And you don't confess. And I'm like, I didn't do that. Yep. Off with your head. Yep. Oh, my God. Which sounds like what's going on today. So this goes back to what we talked about before. This is these are all control changed. mechanisms. Nothing's changed. It's all the same. So what's positive, though, is that the number of capital crimes in Britain... Well, this isn't positive, but it gets better. Trust me. Ah. The number of capital crimes in Britain continued to rise throughout the next two centuries. By the 1700s, 222 crimes were punishable by, punishable by death in Britain, including stealing cutting down a tree and robbing a rabbit warren. I have no idea what the fuck a rabbit warren oh, is. That's that's a like a Do they have like fucking a rabbit act, like jails for rabbits? No. <laughs> <laughs> a warren is like a place where they're all getting busy. You know, that's where they all live, all these rabbits. How do you know that? Do you uh, Watership Downs. That's You uh, never read yeah, Watership yeah, Downs? No, I didn't. I didn't. I saw the weird cartoons though from one of our relatives. Yes. It was disturbing. Extremely disturbing. Cartoon. Watership Downs is a great read. Well, it's also an extremely disturbing one. Yeah. Um, so here's a positive. 
Eventually, the 222 crimes punishable by death dropped to 100 between the years of 1823 and 1837. So apparently you could go rob a Warren. Well, no. It's, as long it's, as it's not Elizabeth Warren. God, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Since the reason being is most juries would not convict unless this, the offense was serious. So... I, yeah, I know you're just laughing over there at your dad joke. That was that was politically themed, so very creative. I liked it. I try. Yeah. I try. Elizabeth, know. God, poor Elizabeth. Um, so obviously Britain over time influenced America's death penalty. Um, that's how we came to use it in this country. Um, you know, when European settlers came to the New World, they brought the practice of capital punishment, and the first recorded execution in the new colonies was that of Captain George Kendall in the Jamestown colony of Virginia in 1608. Kendall was executed for being a spy for Spain, so it was duly deserved, and we will never ever speak his name again because he's a fucking traitor. <laughs> um, in 1612... <laughs> Virginia Governor Sir Thomas Dale enacted the Divine, Moral, and Martial Laws. Now, this is crazy. That's interesting. Which provided the death penalty for even minor offenses such as stealing grapes, killing chickens, and trading with Indians. So we can blame him. Again, this is done entirely for control. He was was losing control, Yep. and he said, you steal a grape, you're done. And now... All the statues in America are torn down because of this particular moron who decided to do something so stupid. And strangely enough, as time went on, you know, laws regarding the death penalty varied from colony to colony as expected. The Massachusetts Bay Colony held its first execution in 1630. It's like they fucking held this like it was a, you know, a fucking cool event. Um, even though well, the these, capital, most of these things were public, were they not? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, well, and, and, and for some people it was entertainment. Um, you know, even though the capital capital laws of New England did not go into effect until years later, that execution was held in 1630, which is interesting. My favorite one of all time, though, <clears throat> was you know the weighing of the witch. You know, you have a you have the scale and you have the yeah. duck on one yeah. side and the witch on the other. And if it sinks, she's a witch. And if well, it floats, that was how they really did it. Yeah. They 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 would throw you in the in the river, mm-hmm. and if you sank, you were in, uh, you were a witch. A witch. No, if you sank and died, you weren't a witch. And if you floated, you, you were, were a witch. witch yeah. So they burned you. Yeah. So if you're most either, either way, yeah. you're done, right? So that's I, why they used to. That's why. Um, well, I don't what, think what, that what? was that common. Monty Python, right? That's yeah. that's why I'm Monty Python. Well, strangely enough, is I don't think that that was as common as what we have deemed. It was not very common, was but very it, uncommon. I think it blew up, especially with all the witch Just, trials and things like that yeah. that occurred. Um, <clears throat> now, obviously, later the New York Colony instituted the Duke's Law of 1665, and under these laws, offenses such as striking one's mother or father or denying the true God were even punishable by death. So basically, well, that, that was that was all about the Ten Commandments. Yeah, basically, we haven't we haven't really changed much. Everything is the same. The only difference now is the death is of your actual personality online and your character online, which is technically a death. Hey, you know, I, I'm one of these guys. You know, I, I heard growing up. There was always this rite of passage when you were growing up in different places that you finally got into a, a fight of some kind with your dad, right? You know, argument, and who knows what would happen. Fisticuffs, God knows. I hey, know. you, I'm the more macho between the two of us. No, you're not. I'm the more macho between the two of us. That's what it is. <laughs> but I never got in that with my dad, and I figure yeah. now he's 80, I might be able to take him. So maybe, maybe I'll go well, on. I mean, theoretically, we could do that to almost any person in that age demographic. Is he an ex-military guy? Oh, you didn't know that. Oh, yeah. There's some secrets that we haven't told you about yet. He's been part of the family for a short (laughs) time. He fought the Viet Cong. (laughs) 
<laughs> trained single in handedly. Arts. Single handedly. Yeah. Well, I've I've noticed that about a lot of people who are of a certain demographic is there's really nothing besides like obviously the law stopping me from just <laughs> taking elderly people on in a fist fight. Obviously it wouldn't make a lot of sense to do so, but I mean, to your point, you know, you probably could, if you and your dad wanted to fight now, you probably would win. Um, I of course am for underdog, so I'd probably put money on you. Oh, you'd vote. On. You, you'd be <laughs> you'd you be off the said? background. Did, did you hear what I said? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I didn't put like money that, on that, you. That is wow. I'm wow. kidding. You would. That's you would it. Win. I'm done. I'm you're, gone. You're like the Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like the Jake Paul, and you're you're the traitor. Um. So you know, speaking of of death. There have been a lot of really weird deaths. Um, speaking, of death. speaking of death, <laughs> there have been a lot of really weird ones uh, throughout history. And I had to go through like a list, which was morbid. Um, but I picked some of the strangest ones just to talk about because yeah. some of them, look, I don't believe in laughing. I do believe in laughing at people's demises. Well, but some of them, these guys are have been buried funny. a long time for the most oh, I don't part. Care. So. Don't care. It's been, Doesn't it's matter. been, you, do, you know what? Michael's been dead for a while. We can make the fun of the fact that he had sleepovers with small children. Okay. Um, oh, that Michael. I'm like, Michael, um, Michael. yeah, just Michael Jordan too. <laughs> He's alive. He's alive. I was going to say, <laughs> oh yeah. So I came, uh, the, I mean, this list, was incredible while perusing the internet. Now, sure, I'm I'm sure a lot of these are fucking wives' tales. I'm sure a lot of them, <laughs> you know, are probably bullshit, especially the further back you go. But the first one, his name is Sharondas, and his date of death was in the late 7th to early 5th century BC, so we know it's legit because there's such a big discrepancy in time. Yeah, somewhere in these two centuries. <laughs> 300 years difference. Um, so he was a Greek lawgiver from Sicily, and according to Diodorus Why wouldn't Sicolus, they know? If he was a Greek lawgiver, why wouldn't they have narrowed down the date? There was a lot of time. There was a lot of death that happened back then just for no reason. So according to Diodorus Siculus, he issued a law that anyone who brought weapons into the assembly must be put to death. One day he arrived at the assembly seeking help to defeat some brigands in the countryside, but with a knife still attached to Oops. his belt. So in order to uphold his own law, he killed himself. Hold it. This <laughs> knife is just to butter my bagel. You know what? So, you know what I mentioned before a few episodes back when I said people actually believed in things and actually had like I a think fucking the, code? That's some code that's right there, code. man. Oh, damn. I'm the one that made that law. <laughs> Unbelievable. My Sharonis. wife will be eating ma, by ma, herself ma, my tonight. Um, ma, 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 so, my. you know, it's, I, uh, I, I just don't, I, I, these, these, these are crazy. Oh, there they're, are some, just wait. They're freaking crazy. This one is, that is the least crazy one. So the next one is, uh, Sisamnus, I think is how you pronounce his name. Mm -hmm. And his date of death is, uh, 525 BC, um, supposedly. So according to Herodotus, Sisamnus was a corrupt Herodotus. judge. Herodotus. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I ain't no, I ain't no Greek. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't mean expert. to do that. I just there's very few of these names I actually know. You so when I know, one. and I'm yeah. like, boom. So according to Herodotus, Sisamnus was a corrupt judge under Cabeses the Second of Persia. 
he accepted a bribe and delivered an unjust verdict. As a result, the king had him arrested and flayed alive. His skin was then used to cover the seat in which his son would sit in judgment. These guys were serious, <clears throat> serious badass he, how, addictive, weren't what, they? My question, here's the question I have for all that. Because I, I like pickling now. So I take oh, a, <laughs> no. So I Why take, would you divert into a pickling a, question? Because this is an actual question. You flayed someone alive. I'm assuming they are reeling or moving to some degree. Do you take the skin that you cut off in long lines and then cut it up on the table? Or do you just kind of do the whole thing like kind of what you do with a rabbit? You pull it and it just you know comes right off. I mean, that's the question I have, because here's the thing. I've got a more it's about the chair. and more worrisome question. It's about the chair. How the I fuck did they sew that? I have a more worrisome question. Mm -hmm. Where in the world in your mind are you thinking about that? Fla I, 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 as soon as I hear flaying someone alive, I start thinking about rabbit warrens or things like that. I don't. I don't think about. You think of a place uh, oh, where you know rabbits what? procreate. I, I want. Yes, that's much. That's a much kinder thing to is think it? about. It, that, well, I think about skinning rabbits alive. Is what I do. I need a rabbit fur coat. I need a fur coat. But you know the way you do rabbits is exactly what you talk yeah, about. Yeah, you just when I was right on a farm, off. we did that. You'd you'd cut it a certain way and you'd peel it off, yeah. right? But you didn't do it. They're alive. No, I understand. I and, and I'm not talking about the alive I, I fact. I'm talking that, about. I think that. If they were trying to induce enough pain, they probably did it in sections. God, you know who the fuck made the chair? Like what type of psychopath oh, sewed the just chair? A, they just leathered it up. They dried it out and leathered eh. it up. And that's what they do with cows. Yeah, but still, did they? Well, keep, we were did we they were keep, at a place. Did they keep the yesterday? Pe did they keep the peni. What are you, this is what I'm worried about, audience. Audience, that's I hope a you're viable question. Is, they, why is that a viable they question? Skim, I'm why assuming they skimmed about the that? entire body, right? They, they skimmed the got entire that body. Detailed, really? You don't think that if you wanted to torture someone, you wouldn't? Come on, they did the entire thing. No, I, I'm, I'm starting to. I'm, I'm really convinced. getting worried. Why? That's a viable question. It's a strange question. It is not a strange question. Do you want to know why? You know, when because they skin people alive, do they do it in sections or all at once? And do they keep do they keep the penis? Okay, first of all, keep first of all this is a this I is mean, a Christian. I know friendly, this is a, it might be a breast. This right? is a they, Christian is, friendly is, podcast. Are they, are they this is, circumcised? This is a Christian friendly podcast. I did not go there. This is a Christian. What do you mean? Friendly. You're talking about skinning an entire person? Okay, so we're, uh, it's a valid question. Do you just? Well, oh, hey guys, we're gonna do his back. We're gonna do his chest, his arms, his legs. Just hey, leave the Richard, just leave the front part. We don't need that. No. We're not gonna do that because it would be too mean. I'm uh, just saying. It'd be too, it'd be too mean. mean. It's, like, it's crossing what the line, What part Bill. of the chair would you put that on? <laughs> <laughs> if you're the sick fucks that I think these guys are, we could probably know okay, where they put we, it. This is gone so, off the rails. Let's get back to pure doubt. <laughs> so the next person, uh, Hera Heraclitus. <laughs> Heraclitus. Name wrong. You can you read this it's one. It's Heraclitus. Yeah. Of, 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 uh, Ephesus. Ephesus, yeah. yeah. Heraclitus of Ephesus, mm -hmm. which when, is a very famous place. When did he die? I, I are they? I can't read and get in the microphone at okay. the same time. Uh, so no, the four four seventy five BC, and mm -hmm. according to one account given by Diogenes, <laughs> Androgynous, <laughs> given Diogenes. by Androgynes, Diogenes, He is a Greek philosopher, and Heraclitus was said to have been devoured by dogs 
after, of course, as most people did at the time, smearing himself with cow manure in attempt to cure his dropsy, which is basically he had a swollen leg or something. Who knows? It's a buildup of fluid in the body tissue. And, you know, smearing cow manure on you tends to help that, but it does attract the dogs. That's the stupidest fucking... That is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my entire life. That can't be true. It It can't Well, maybe. I mean, I'm not sure. Oh, oh, hey, elephantitis. Well, wait a second. Let me put some cow manure on it to soothe it. um, Oh, get off me, dog. (laughs) I'm... You know what, though? You're part of the dog family. That might be positive. Canis lupus, right? So, yeah, we eat our own shit. We eat our own shit. cow shit on a human being? Have you ever seen Jonesy sniff her own poop? No. No, she doesn't. She's a very clean golden doodle. Yeah, of course she is. Um, I think it's probably, it could be possible. So, the next one is uh, Aeschylus. Aeschylus? That's better than the Aeschylus. Their date of death was 455 BC. I'm just going by the very broad they, them now because I'm yeah, trying to fine. respect. Um, according to Valerius Maximus, Aeschylus, the eldest of the three Greek, uh, Greek the three great Athenian tra- 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 tragedians, tragedians, <laughs> tragedians, these are hard words, uh, was killed by a tortoise. You know what a tragedian is? The tragedy, the Greek tragedies, yes. Yeah, the, writer. it was a writer. Yes. Um, so this guy was killed, or this person. Oh, this, being is, oh, this is my favorite This one. is the best one. Was killed by a tortoise dropped by an eagle that had mistaken his bald head for a rock suitable for shattering the shell of the reptile. Pliny, in his Naturalis Historiae, adds that Achelus had been staying outdoors to avert a prophecy that he would be killed that day by fall of a house. Which is that is the most awesome the house prediction. of a turtle. Drop that is the most awesome. That uh, it's the dumbest that fucking awesome. way to die. No, is the dumbest way to die. That's stupid. That's a stupid way hey, to die. As you said in the uh, past, fucking turtle. If it is your day, <laughs> I think you said it, you said it when we were talking about somebody who was laying on the decided to pick the ottoman instead of the couch to lay on, and the car came through the to, through the wall and killed the person. This was several several things ago. You'd mentioned. And you went, I guess if it's time to go, it's time to go. I have no recollection of this, but I'm going to say that it was oh, true. It was and me. that's what I said. Yeah, me. no, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, I mean. A tortoise. <sighs> but people get killed by things dropping out of the sky all the time. Well, you'll notice, though, as time goes on with these, because this this is started early. At, well, we've read this. This has gone from the late 7th century to now we're in 455 BC. As time goes on, these deaths get more believable and more gruesome. So prep yourself. So Mithridates, his their death was uh, 401 BC. He was a Persian soldier who embarrassed his king. Dear God, uh, Artaxerxes. Oh, nice! You nailed it, Artaxerxes. By boasting of killing his rival Cyrus the Younger, who was the brother of Artaxerxes the Second, this man was executed by scaphism. Do you know what that is? Uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> I've studied scaphism to no, a great degree. No, I'm going to pretend that you, I, you don't. No, this scaphism is, just, is, of course, it's, well, it's when you get tied between two boats. It's also and known as just the boats. Boats, yeah. Yeah, it's, and they they basically tie between two boats, smother you with like honey and all kinds of edible, yummy stuff that is not meant they also for feed anybody you too. But, huh? They feed you, they cover you, and they feed you with milk and honey. Yeah, they're bloating you up. Mm-hmm. So if, and you're supposed to be devoured by insects and vermin and things like that, right? Apparently this person, uh, Mithridate, 
Mithridate, Mithridates, Mithridates. I don't know. What Lasted for a while, did he? Seventeen days. No way. Seventeen days. According days. according to the king's physician, Cetius, Cetius. Well, who, somebody must have been feeding him a lot. I mean, if you're getting fed, because they don't you pull you across. Long time. They don't no, pull you. Just, they just, just put you between. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're feeding you, and you're. I mean. Okay, so, so what I wonder with a lot of yikes. these things you come up with is, who thinks this shit up? Someone who thinks that it makes sense to skin someone alive, make uh, a chair, and cut and off the peni yes, and put it on yes, a certain okay, part of the chair. That's what I'm afraid of. Speaking of other individuals who died in a strange way, Simon Peter. He died oh, yeah, between absolutely. AD 64 and 68. St. Peter, an apostle of Jesus, was crucified upside down in Rome based on his on this refusal and on his claim of being unworthy to die the same way as his Savior, which is... Yeah, they were going to regular crucify Kind him, of badass, no. but upside down no, has got to be... I mean, he had to have I don't passed think out. Anyway, he had to have passed out. Crucifixion is usually uh, ends with somebody um, cutting open your side. Well, no, that's that's what you. the spear is for. Yeah. But no, people primarily died of suffocation from mm-hmm. suffocation. Did I say suffocation? That's kind of suffocation. Nice suffocation. It's a suffer. Suffering. Suffer. Suffer. Yeah. yeah. But that's suffering usually happens because you're hanging, and these the the nails are between your metatarsals and, and metacarpals, and uh, or in the wrists. So that uh, you're just hanging there, and you can last forever doing that. Not forever, but a long time. But you, your lungs will finally collapse. Yeah, yeah, because of how you're holding your hands up. Um, another saint, Saint Lawrence, who died. Lawrence, who died in 258. The deacon Saint Lawrence was roasted alive on a giant grill during the persecution of Valerian. Prudentius tells that he joked with his tormentors, turn me over, I'm done on this side. <laughs> he is now the patron saint of cooks, chefs, and comedians. Which you know what? is a badass way to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if somebody was about to kill me in no matter what way they did it, I you give, somebody a, give somebody a joke. Yeah. You go down in history. Because it saint pisses something. them off. Yeah. It pisses them off. Um, I mean, that's, that's probably my favorite. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, that and the turtle. No, I like uh, that one better that, than the that, turtle. The turtle's yeah, the, stupid. The turtle's funny. The turtle's like really, but that's this the this worst one's like obviously he was killed because of a persecution of different cultures. Obviously, but he at least had some semblance of humor enough as he's being roasted alive, like God. Well, let's see. What's the next one on your agenda? Is Edward the Second of England, right? Mm-hmm. And his date of death was the twenty-first of September, thirteen twenty-seven. Uh, Edward II of England was rumored to have been murdered after being deposed and imprisoned by his wife, Isabella. Oh, is, is she a hurricane right now? Oh, that's Ida. Sorry. <laughs> and her lover, Roger Mortimer, by having a horn pushed into his <clears throat> anus. Yes. Uh, through which red hot iron was inserted, burning out his internal organs without making a single mark in his body. However, there is no real academic consensus on the manner of Edward II's death, so it's just bullshit. That's what they're I don't. Yeah, I don't think that would have been possible. Um, again, no, it'll burn through everything. Yeah. Again, though, like these people were creative in ways that are unholy. So are we? Did we no find it? Did we find pun intended an entomology? Entomology. <clears throat> did we find an etymology reason for the term? No, I better not. That's a bad joke too. Oh, God. You can say the word. We say the F word. Say what word? Oh, my God. 
Uh, speaking of horny, um, Martin of Aragon, <laughs> date of death, um, 31st of May, 1410th. And you like how I said the 34, like, suffering suckatash. <laughs> Martin of Aragon died from a combination of indigestion and uncontrollable laughing. According to tradition, Martin was suffering from indigestion on account of eating an entire goose with his favorite jester, Bora, <laughs> who, you know, who entered the king's bedroom. When Martin asked Bora where he had been, the jester replied with, out of the next, out at the next vineyard, where I saw a young deer hanging by his tail from a tree, as if someone had so punished him for stealing figs. Apparently, this joke caused the king to die from laughter. So well, the bar humor has changed. The bar was low, very low. The bar was real low. The bar wasn't even a bar; it was a stick that Bring you saw. Bring me a fig. Yeah, that was not even. I read that and I was like, "That was funny to you." Well, you yeah. died of laughter, imagining a deer strung up in a tree. Because it ate someone's figs. Okay. Go figure. <laughs> I can't help myself. Yeah. Well, I really can't. They're stupid. It's I'm okay. reading the next one because of that. I'm, I'm no. taking that one to Alan Pinkerton. Oh, that one's great too because I knew who Pinkerton mm-hmm. was. I'm kidding. You can read the next no, one. No, I don't want to. No, no, no you, I, I'm you know who he no, was. No. You know who he no. was. This is Last one of your one references. Doreen had a horn up This the is a ass. reference that you and I both know. Well, he you died can, on uh, yeah. July 1st, 1884. Alan Pinkerton was the founder of the Pinkerton Detective Agency. Very, very famous for catching all kinds of bad guys back then. He tripped on the pavement and bit his tongue. Yes, he bit his tongue. And he bit it so severely that he became infected with gangrene and he died Which is a terrible way to die. You know, I have a hard time believing this one as well because the mouth heals better than anything. Well, the idea of gangrene setting in in your tongue. If you, must you cut have, it open, I mean, you you, you can, can cut, cut your tongue a lot. Well, the thing is, it, it, first of all, I believe it because it's from 1884, so we have better historical record back from previously. Reason I say it's plausible is because back in 1884, their medical ideas of how to cure things was pour some fucking alcohol on it. Yeah, but that's all they did. These guys ran around detective agencies. Or otherwise, they were they were runner. They spent all their time tripping on. You know, yeah, but if you, things I mean, or being in a brothel, well, you and drinking to, alcohol. You also have to remember that your tongue is there's a lot of um, taste buds. No, there's a sensitivity. Specific, there's a specific um, blood. No, like a, a elbow. Artery. There's an artery in your tongue, so no. you can. Yes, there is an artery. There's mm-hmm. veins. There's tiny little capillaries and stuff, but not a major artery. We are we are doing an analysis right now and looking it up. Ding, 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 The lingual artery, the tongue's blood sur- supplier, which is underneath. Well, uh, that's not on the tongue. Yeah, but it's in the bottom. <laughs> that's right there. Underneath. So yes, I know where that it, is. Which you could technically cut through he by did biting. Not. I know. I read all the uh, old papers. Uh, on yeah, you could have. I, I really wish we were filming this. I'm just saying. We have I'm just saying. sticking out the, its tongue. I knew there was an artery in the tongue. Or near the top. Just don't trip on anything, okay? Uh, yeah, let's, I don't want to die that way. But gang, gangrene, that's... Not enough people know about gangrene. I thought he was after gangrene. I know. Not enough gangrene. Really. These are... You, we've got to, we've got to like, refine... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the gang, gangrene, like, that death is not a... Is not no, a, I'm not sure a it's one. not. It's not. Um, you can read the next one. This is one that uh, Beowulf has so lovingly... F- what, Gregory oh, Rasputin? Oh, she knows all about this. Rasputin is quite a figure in history, and there's a lot of mythology around this guy. But he died either December 30th or the 17th. It's 
up in the air on that 1916. And according to Russian mystic's murderer himself, which was Prince Felix Yusupov, I think I got that right. Yusupov. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gregory Rasputin consumed tea, cakes, and wine, which had been laced with cyanide, but he did not appear to be affected by it at all. Big guy, if I remember right, too. Very, very large person for back then and kind of a, you know... He's big for today. Yeah, exactly. And, And then... Right after that, he wasn't affected by that. And so then he was shot once in the chest and believed to be dead. But after a while, he kind of got up again, leapt up, and attacked uh, Yusupov. Yusupov. Uh, Yusupov. <laughs> Yusupov. 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 <laughs> Yusupov. I don't know. Um, who freed himself and fled. Rasputin followed and made it to the courtyard before being shot again and collapsed into a snowbank. The conspirators, obviously this guy and some others, then wrapped up his body and dropped him into the... Uh, Malaya Nevica River when he was never seen again, which he still, he probably grew into a tree or something there. Well, we should, we should, on the topic of Rasputin and that family that was murdered during oh, that yeah. time period, we yeah. should talk about that because there's quite an interesting story and I'm sure Beowulf would love to dive into that. That would be us. cool. That would be a good one for you guys to do, actually. It's a very interesting, very interesting historical background on that. This um, next one I remember. And a lot of people do. And what's interesting about this, uh, so this death involves three individuals, uh, Vic Morrow, Micah Din Lei, and Rene Shinyi Chen. So their date of death was the 23rd of July, 1982. So on the 23rd of July, 1982, during the filming of The Twilight Zone, the movie, Morrow, Micah Din Lei, who was seven years old, and Rene Shinyi Chen, who was six, were performing a scene in which their characters are pursued by a helicopter, which in retrospect, seems like a bad idea. Uh, heat from special effects explosions caused the helicopter to fall on them. Morrow and Lei were decapitated and Chen was crushed. And if you look this up, you can look this up online and you can see their demise. I don't think you can see any like heads flying off. No. Um, but you can definitely they see... They kept the basics of that scene well, they in kept the, the movie. entire thing because you couldn't see any of it. Yeah. Which is, ter- I mean, terrible way to go. I remember when that movie came <clears throat> out, people were not sure if that had actually happened or if it was being made up to promote the movie. Mm. It happened. And then finally, uh, you know, Beowulf likes this one as well. Did you ever hear of Elisa Lamb? Oh, yeah, I have. So, that was a very odd thing. There's film of this, actually. Very part of, odd Part film. of her going up elevators and very stuff, odd right? film like you can't determine what's going on some people thought she was tripping from drugs other people thought that she was uh being spooked because she died in uh what's the name of that hotel in la um i didn't i didn't write it down i can't remember i can't it. remember it's the like name. the fucking wasn't grand something something <clears throat> so that hotel is also strangely enough the same hotel in which uh what's his name richard ramirez stayed in I believe. Really? Right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, that hotel had ocu- been occupied by a lot, a lot of, of serial people. killers. Right. Yeah. Um, so Elisa Lam was from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and she was missing for several weeks before being found dead in a large water tank on the roof of the Cecil Hotel. See, I did write it down. Mm-hmm. The Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles after guests complained about low pressure and foul smell from the water. Now, strange notes on that, and that's something we should also talk about because that's a really weird one. Uh, the tank was locked. Mm-hmm. The tank was locked, and there was no way that she would have been able to fit into the tank, even if it was unlocked, without ample help from someone else. Because it's a heavy tank, and it was a small space. So their thoughts was that sh- their thoughts on this, and they don't know who did it. They still haven't found the person. They probably never will. Their thoughts on this was she was stuffed into the tank. Well, people aren't found when they do murders unless it, it crime of passion. Usually they are, but planned. Mm-mm. Very rarely. Very rarely. 
until they want to relive something or mm-hmm. until they want to fill their ego up with letting people know. Well, isn't there a, a on the note of like serial killers, which would also be an interesting one, um, isn't there like a specific freeway in the United States that is just notorious as of the last like 20 years you know, for having actually, incredible amounts? You know that you and Beowulf doing a podcast together specific to different elements of what she's understood about oh, these yeah. different things would be we're fantastic. doing it. We're doing it. It would be fantastic. Uh, tonight, I'm I'm picking but out the I, intro I gotta music. I got to tell you though, the the one thing that this <clears throat> podcast is, and you wrote some good notes together, and I think it's an interesting subject. Wait, what notes? Go, what notes? Yeah, exactly. All <laughs> notes in your head um, on on death, death penalty, and a lot of these interesting ways for people to demo, for have people have died over time. As everything, uh, reality is is usually more confusing and than anything you can see on the movies or anything else. And this this is a tortoise on the head, you know, a, a gesture about a deer and a fig and all this other... Yeah. All these things are kind of crazy. But the thing that I get... The, I go back to your definition of death and how it, the, the line keeps moving on how we define that. Well, there's a line on the other side of that too. And that's how we define life. And because it's it's like light and dark, right? Both elements have to exist for there to be a definition of either. In mm-hmm. life and death, it's the same thing. And the line keeps moving on death. We keep finding new ways to enhance and, and create further longevity. We're always looking for things other than the Shyamalan's beach to, to, to stay in. But we're having a real hard time with the other line, defining mm. defining what life is and when it occurs and what it looks like. Yeah. Be- not just from a human standpoint because you can get into that particular political very emotional discussion or the broad more broader discussion of what really life is and how it is constituted within the time frame of of our existence as human beings or a much larger time frame because if i mean there there are there are all kinds of subjects around the fact that we don't find life is because we don't really know what we're looking for yeah, I, I think that that's that's plausible. Um, and off, uh, I would love to take on mm-hmm. the, the I would too. <clears throat> the the alluded to topic, the elephant in the room. I don't really care at this point. I don't either. Um, but I think that that this changing definition issue, you know, you can get back. Well, the at problem it is, it's it's not a change. It's not a changing of definition because, well, I don't think it's a changing of definition because I think the people who promote Mm-hmm. Who are because there's the argument initially was was safe legal rare right, and now the promotion of it I think those people understand that they're not correct about this, and the reason I say that is because of the absolute vitriolic venomous reaction to something that doesn't really change much because this whole the, we want to talk about Roe versus Wade real quick that was based on something that is incorrect and any legal scholar would understand mm-hmm. that it was a loosely won case. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there isn't some but semblance of right. But vitriol is from. Well, I understand, but not to say it wasn't some semblance of right. The, the, the point is you can't make a truth out of something that isn't grounded in a fact or isn't grounded in truth. You can try. Unless you make up your own facts. Yeah, but when you make up and, your own in, facts, you gotta tie up but, loose ends. But it, what ends up happening <clears throat> is there has to be, there this whole perception on this issue from the 
the the side of the equation that wants the uh, um, female to make a decision based on her own body has a logic around it if you discount the simple priority of the life growing within. So to get that logically through your mind without being overwhelmed with the emotion of it, you have to define, this goes back to what I'm talking about, you have to define what life really is. And this, this is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's from, a, from a human-to-human standpoint, we define life at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's really easy when you can look at human beings in gestation period and say, if you're in, you're not alive. If you're out, you're alive. That's, that's real easy to make a, a concrete definition. Or at the, f- the moment of, of conception, that's the other definition, right? And, and so or the, in the re- this instance, the heartbeat. In this instance, the heartbeat. Somewhere around six weeks, maybe a little bit before that, frankly, if you look at certain studies. But it, it's, that becomes a gray area to talk about and becomes very emotional. So that's where science really needs to step in and make its definitive well, and this will change over time too. Well, here's the thing is I don't think that science hasn't does, done that. I think science has. I think the problem is that a certain pop culture subgroup has decided that a ruling in a case between uh, Roe v. Wade that was a court case ruling. Mm-hmm. It is not law. It was not law. It was That's certainly why not in the Constitution. It still isn't. Well, it's not law. I mean, you talk about Elizabeth uh, Warren speaking of. She says we need to push it through to uh, uh, not uh an actual term, a legal term she used, which m- basically means that you cauter- cauterize. She wanted to cauterize it into law. It's not law. So, so, to, so for people to get angry about something that a state has the right to decide and has for the most part of American history had that as a law for a long time, mm-hmm. it, it, people shouldn't be angry well, about this. Well, now, people are hanging their hat on the fact that Roe v. Wade's 50 years old. And well, they're also hanging the hat on the fact that it might be overturned, which it very well could be, but not in I every state. It, but, but not in it, every state. Yeah. It, you know, that goes back to the, the framework of our United States and how states and federal powers examine each other and override or not override each other. There's a lot of things involved there. But, but putting that aside, the whole point I'm making is we talked we talked in the, the midpoint of this um, discussion about the definition of when death occurs and how malleable that is. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that the same thing needs to occur on what is life from more than one aspect. The same thing, but reverse. So rather than becoming more malleable, it needs to become more stringent. And what I mean by that is when you live in a society where there are, and look, I'm not someone who is a... You're just saying the definition needs to change. And <clears throat> the needs definition to be solid. needs to change and people need to stop moving the goalposts because, look, I'm not someone who's a major pro-life person. My personal opinion doesn't really matter in this because, <laughs> one, I don't have a kid. I will one day. And two, there are circumstances that I think there may be an exception. At the same time, I was almost... That mm-hmm. almost happened to me as a child. Yeah. So not trying to shit on anyone, just matter of fact stating something. So when it comes to over the last 50 or so years, 60 million potential people who have been removed from potential existence, mm-hmm. because of this loose looking at what life is, people have decided to create a world in which we champion something like that. When in reality, we should be hesitant and apprehensive or something like that. Oh, I agree with you that it should be a more definitive line on what is and what you is not. You shouldn't be posting on TikTok about it. 
when I say what malleable is, mm-hmm. I'm talking about we need to change. Sure. We can't use, I mean, it's the same with death. <clears throat> we can't use the definition of death that was around in 1950 Yeah. for today. And sure. we shouldn't be using the same definition of life that came about with that ruling 50 years ago for today. We have pictures of what things look like at yeah. six weeks, yeah. 10 weeks. And you can see facial you features. You can't, yeah. yeah, you can't use this. So when I say malleable, I don't mean, I, I think the goalpost inevitably will be moved. It always does. You know what I, I on, and on a final note, what I, I wish people would do, because here's the thing, is I'd have more respect for people if they just um, admitted to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It is very hard from a logical standpoint when making an argument either pro or against abortion to discount the damage that it does on both ends in emotional and psychological stages. To pretend that scrambling up what would be a human is not murder is it, it's 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 a it, it's it's fucking pedantic. It's semantic. It's semantic, not pedantic. It's both actually. I would argue um, it, it, because there's there's really no point in that. If you're going to do something like that, own it. I'd respect you more if you just said, this is what I did, and I either approve of it or I don't. I regret yeah. it or I don't. And, and 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 I'm not saying people should be demonized for it. I don't think they should. I don't think people should be I, demonized I, anyway. I don't, yeah, for, for, I don't think they should be demonized for it. I think that circumstances of life are complicated. They're gray. Mm-hmm. I think that <clears throat> it's better to make a decision and learn from something later on in life or, or make a decision and at least stand by it. What I don't support today specifically is it's gone from the safe, legal, and rare to let's post on TikTok about it. Mm-hmm. Which, when we talk about purposelessness and lack of meaning, I don't know what else to point to if that is not exactly that by textbook definition of someone who thinks nothing matters. Because it, even if it was a bad circumstance... That still happened, just like just like when it comes to Pete. Like I was watching uh, something earlier today talking about uh, the strange dichotomy of the homelessness problem in major cities like Philadelphia, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York, in which you see a large grouping on certain streets of people who are completely homeless, strung out on drugs, living on the street with trash and filth, and then you watch as someone walks by with a fucking coach bag, mm-hmm. like like like. I can understand why people feel purposeless because you see something like that and you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the answer is to it. And I don't know what the answer is when it comes to the definition of life or death or abortion. I have no idea what the answers to these things are. But what I do think should be the case is that people take a second and think about the fragility of not only their existence, but everyone else's and how not only is it something that we should value and maybe look at as as a treasure but also something that we should take into consideration when making decisions be it with covid be it with you know the recent you know abortion ruling be it with life and death we should take it with a high high grain of salt and measure and understand how how important that decision is Hey everyone, this is The Wolf speaking, wrapping up yet another episode of The Wolf and Bolt podcast. We appreciate you spending your time with us, and we can't wait for you to hear our next episode. 
If you like what you heard, tell your friends and family, your neighbors, the local bartender, your doctor, your boss, and hell, you can even tell us. By leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you can directly help build the Wolf and Bull cult. I mean, uh, the Wolf and Bull family. We can be found on most major podcasting platforms and social media. So what are you waiting for? Scoot on out of here and enjoy your day. But you should probably leave us a review first. But make sure to enjoy your day. But don't forget to leave us a review. Okay, bye.